Welcome to the 495 Podcast. I am your co-host, Nick Esposito, alongside of me, my partner in crime, uh, Michael White. <laughs> and today we have an awesome episode, and I'm very excited to uh, invite this guest on. And it's the, the team behind our newest website, our newest addition to uh, the greater brand, and that's Carl Corey from greatermariches.com. Carl, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Um, so uh, Carl and his wife, Angela, uh, took the helm and launched... Um, Greater Mariches in partnership with Greater Long Island Media Group, uh, what, 34 days ago? Something uh, like no, that? actually, it was the, it's a month today, I think. Wow. And how many views? Uh, we're about almost 40,000. Almost 40,000 views. That is by far, this is the fifth website under the Greater brand. That is by far. The best debut? The best debut. I think the second closest was uh, Bayshore. I think we did about 20. 5,000. Yeah. I think Port Jeff was pretty close, too, because we had one story that we wrote about D.P. Doe. Oh, Doe. Yeah, D.P. Doe, the Calzone place, and uh, it had like fifteen to 18,000 views in a month, which helped the website a lot. Yeah, I think uh, same thing in Bayshore. We broke the news that the um, owners of Verde Kitchen and Cocktails, Andrew and uh, Anthony Tartaglia, were going to open Coastal, which has since been open, and it's a huge hit. Yeah, one uh, of my favorite broke, places, Yeah, the place is awesome, but we broke that story for Bayshore, and if we did 25,000 views that month, 15,000 came from that one yeah, story. You exactly. Know? You guys have a lot more balance. Obviously, you had some big things happen. Um, but, yeah, uh, we had a couple of stories that were particularly interesting, like that, that, that got a lot of traffic and that a, lot, a lot of interest. But it, it, just, it was kind of, a, Angela would say, you know, the God is handing you these. <laughs> um, um, one of the stories that we had was uh, unfortunately a woman who was found dead at Smith Point Park. And Bellport woman. Yeah, it was a Bellport woman, and so so I live in Shirley, and I happened to be off that not have had the time to go down to the park, and I wanted to just see what was up. Um, I saw a vehicle down the way. I'm like, that couldn't be hers. Be her vehicle still, but um, it's like 10 degrees out. Yeah. That was during that real cold snap. Yeah, it was a really, really cold snap. Uh, and I walk in that direction, and the vehicle starts coming in my direction. I'm like, oh, obviously not. <laughs> um, but I'm like, all right, so it could be a cop, and they could probably swap me away. Uh, let's see what happens. So it comes in my direction, and I just like say, hey, hold on. And he stops. Yeah. So there's these two cops in there, the two park rangers. And I say, hi, I'm a reporter, and I'm... Um, just following up on the report yesterday that the woman was found. Uh, and he goes, oh, yes, I, I found her. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, can you tell me what happened? And he describes what happened. And basically, I mean, according to him, it's not a, a med an official medical examiner's report hasn't come out. Sure, which we know. Right. Attributed uh, to him. Uh, but according to him, she froze. No. Um, on her way back, she left her vehicle and she was walking on her way back and they found her on the road the main road toward the, the main entrance God. yeah and and greater marriages was one of the first to break that story that a little about what actually occurred that night we were the only one that, yeah yeah so I, no one else i mean there are people that were that that's, may have said it afterward i don't mm -hmm. i don't even know if anybody actually did report that i think with that story because there was no criminality perhaps uh like the big outlet just rewrote the you know, the pu public information released from the police and just moving yeah. on with their lives where, which is 
so wonderful about what we do. You live in the community, and um, and there's a lot. You know, it's a different angle that you take when when reporting on something that's happening down the block from everyone about someone's potential neighbor. You know, right. So it was like, and so and I, and then he was really great. I mean, my my pen froze on me, and they were so one nice that they actually put my pen in their their heater so that I can start writing yeah. again. Wow, well, that's awesome. To, um, I was like, all right, so. And I'm, I was glad I had a pencil on me. Usually, I was, I'm a teacher at the same time also, and so what I tell my students is, you have pens and pencils with you, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen with your pens. And Absolutely. I had a pencil that allowed me to be able to take notes. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome, Carl. What you did um, with that story, uh, reporting on Lucharitos, that's the big, Mexican yeah. place that's coming to Santa Maria that everyone's jacked about. I've eaten at the one in Greenport mm-hmm. multiple times. Me too. And uh, and it was timely too, as far as national news, because it was during right. the shutdown, and, and they were we having were trouble. For. Yeah, we were looking for the connection, you know. So, how, I mean, how do you make national news local without it feeling superficial? Right. You know. Um, so, Lucharitos, uh, which has two locations and two food trucks, it was looking to purchase a, a Santa Maria's property. It was all but a done deal, waiting for an SBA loan to go through, mm-hmm. the signature to go through, and then there was this government shutdown. Um, and SBA was closed, so no signatures would go through to get, right. the, get everything done. So we wrote a story saying, we first wrote a story saying that the deal was on, was being halted until the government shutdown was going to go through. And then uh, we kept in contact with uh, with uh, the owner. Mark Lamena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark is Mark, who's been great. Mark, uh, and he, I, I shot him an email and I said, hey, Mark, so is it, is it back on? And I said, he says, yeah, actually, we decided to rent the place. Mm. So forget about buying it for now. So we're going to rent it until everything goes through. Because what happened was the, the woman who sold it, who was, sell, who was sell, trying to sell it to them, actually um, had to break a lease agreement and lost thousands of dollars uh. by doing that and, had no, and then had no tenant. Yep. So she's losing money every month. And mm-hmm. he said, all right, they came up with an arrangement so that he would rent it. It's a six-month deal right now. Um, hopefully, that it will, at that point, they'll have um, <coughs> the, they'll have a, they'll purchase it. Awesome. This way, you can, you can stop moving now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're already cleaning it up, and they're awesome. cleaning it around. They're adding seats. They're adding, it's a it's a, an acre property. So it's going to be like a, I don't. It's not. This is not an accurate d- description, but it's like a, an amusement park almost. Mm. You know, like it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a butterfly uh, exhibit. Uh, a butterfly exhibit. Like the yeah, they're garden. Gonna, yeah, they're gonna gardens. There's gonna be gardens. There's gonna be. He has chickens there now. He's gonna have chickens. He's gonna add some pygmy goats. I think he said. Uh, you know, when your food is taking a long time, and you go, "What are you doing? Killing the chicken?" <laughs> That's what they'll be doing. <laughs> so he's, he, they do have. Um, so they're going to expand the garden, um, and they have a greenhouse as well. Uh, but he has a secret, a secret thing going on that he doesn't doesn't want to reveal right now. We told okay. him a little bit about. Um, but that'll be a third story. Yeah, we'll get yeah. five stories out of Mark. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. That, we're soon to open. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. When I like talk to these local business owners and they have uh, you know a project that's coming on, they're like, you know, wait, wait until like the week before to write about it, and then it's like, no, we'll write about you three times. You yeah. know, that's all news to works. us. Yeah, exactly. Planned. I mean, I like to be as complete as they possibly can be, and yeah. it's like, 
But I was like, all right, so let's just let's move forward. I think the, the move is uh, as long as they get their planning board approvals. You can get burned if you write about something before they get their planning board, and then they say, oh, there's no park from here. Everyone has to move on with their lives. But usually after the planning board approvals come in, that's a good time to say in the works because they've stopped putting signs up anyway. About time we get to it, if a million people have driven by these signs, if we don't get to it quick, you know. Yeah, there's a couple of stories that I have, I have on hold. Yeah. Until I know that they have a building, that they're, they're getting building permits or things like that. Right. Uh, so we're, wait, we're, we're waiting. Yeah. No, it's, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's a great place for news because, um, and uh, I think the numbers speak to the, the void in, in local news in, in this area. And we're covering, and Greater Mauritius is covering from Shirley to Eastport. Right. Up into Manorville, Mastic, Mastic Beach, Mauritius, East Mauritius, Santa Mauritius, Eastport. Um, would have been helped a lot when they did that whole village to nod village. Yeah, mess. that's yeah. right. Yeah, Newsday was on that. Um, that seemed like uh, you know uh, Dion Hampton at Newsday. He, yeah. he was reporting every little. Uh, I saw a bit of that Dion. stuff. I saw, <laughs> I saw him at a town board meeting, and uh, he was like, "Hey, Carl, how you doing?" And it's like, "So you're going to be competition?" I said, "Oh well, you know, what are you going to do?" Yeah, yeah. So, so, he's, he, they're good people there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and you, uh, Carl, let's get into a little bit about your background. Um, yeah, let's tell tell the listener who you sure. are and uh, you um, know. So I've, I've been a journalist for more than 20 years. I mean, uh, I met my wife at the school paper at, the, at Stony Brook. It's like 90210, Steve Sanders and yeah, whoever. <laughs> so, they met know, at the paper. Actually, you know, I, uh, she didn't like me initially because I was her editor, and she thought I was too harsh an editor. Uh, and then she met my sister, and she realized that I was a human being. <laughs> um, just to put a good word in? Yeah. Oh, my, my sister's 12 years and my junior. Uh-huh. So it was like, oh, okay. Um, and she's like my my third daughter. In yeah. Way, in, a, in a different way. Sure. Yeah, my um, brother's are 8 and 10 years older than me. So, so the, I know how that goes. Yeah. Sense. Um, so, and we've been, we've been together ever since. Wow. And how long have you guys been together? 25 years. Wow. Congrats. Years. That's awesome. Um, Nick, are you 20? They've been together longer than you're alive. Yeah, I'm 24. Well, with our, our anniversary is in, in April, so oh, cool. 25 years. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever worked together? No, because we always butted heads. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll work together here and there, but we're, we found a good balance. Yeah. And we, we've always wanted to do something on our own, but we didn't have, a, there was never a way for us to do it. Um, and this is the right opportunity for us to do it with, you know, psycho. Sorry. So I'm not available for something, and Angela is is an expert in certain things that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like she's a real great great with SEO, um, and fun features and making and having. She has a really great um, great style um, that I that I appreciate, and that Pete and I think readers really appreciate. She's great with social media as well. And being a mentor to to young journalists, um, that you know something. I'm also a full time teacher. Yeah. I teach at Suffolk County Community College. As, um, I'm a journalism instructor there, and that's something that's important to, to both of us. Yeah, awesome. Now your background is in. Uh, you were at Newsday News Twelve. Uh, where else? Um, so I I was reporter and editor at Long Island Business News. I was the editor at Long Island Business News for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, executive producer of News 12 Interactive for three years. 
and um, then I went to Newsday and switched to Newsday. It was interesting because Cablevision owned them both. Mm -hmm. uh, so you left News 12 to go to Newsday. Yeah. Yeah. So um, only because it was, they were, we were looking to start this community news. Yeah, that's when operation. Newsday was hiring all these community news. Yeah. Writers, right? But yeah. So it's an online community news operation. Yes, yeah. And I was in charge. That was around that. the same time Patch was coming out, right? Yeah, well, a funny story was I got the offer to be in charge of Patch or Newsday. Oh, wow. On the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, on the same night. And, um, and it was at the. Would you just write back, show me the money? <laughs> no, no, it was actually, it was, it was more of a heart. It was yeah, a I can heart. imagine, yeah. Um, Us journalists are real. Uh, Saps, yeah, so, and, and I had a, and the editor that I was working with at the time, and with the editor, with the publisher currently, um, I, I really connected with, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, well, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to work with those folks. Gotcha. Now we could edit this out, but um, with the uh, when news they launched the um, like the town reporter, yeah, infrastructure, there was uh, tension there, right, because the town reporters weren't union people. Yeah, um, what, what was the well, deal? Interactive, with this? The interactive department is not a, a uh, is interactive department is not union. And, but uh, we're talking about Newsday. I'm sorry, did I say News Twelve accent? Remember when Newsday launched the all the all towns and all the community yeah. reports? You managed Newsday. that, right? Yeah, in Newsday. So okay. The interactive element. There's within Newsday. There's News Newsday Interactive, which is non-union, mm -hmm. and then the print print. Right. The the paper. The, the paper. Yeah. Uh, the union folks. Uh, so I don't know if there's. I'm just hearing. I just heard stuff yeah. third hand. You were there, so it's cool to kind of. Yeah. So we we was there. There was there was always like, well, you guys that did. There's some. I guess there would be some get some tension yeah. you know, for about that. Because they would use their work in print. Yeah. Right. So it's like you know. I, I guess I can't speak for them, but they're probably sure. thinking you know. Well, well, why is this non-union guy looking to take? No, they look to take my job. Right. Right. Like right. Um, but all I can say with they. They were really pros. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, my interactive team worked side by worked was or sat next to like uh, Alphonse Castillo, who's the transportation yeah. guy, and he's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah. Um, and Denise Bonilla, who covered at the, at the time, I think the town of Hempstead, I, I, Babylon, I think okay. Babylon at the time, and she's a, like a like had just amazing history, and she did a. Um, she had come off just doing an Alzheimer's series, mm -hmm. uh, so they learned a lot from her, a lot from them just through osmosis, you know. But sure. my guys were were up and comers, and now um, most most of them are still there. Wow. So my guys are still there. You know, they they uh, they reorganized it, and my position got uh, uh, got removed. Right, and everyone else just got absorbed, or yeah, the people that, that they liked got absorbed. Yeah, as far as the reporters go, they're I don't. Well, no, no, young people like they. They, the, the, I guess most of them, you know, most of them, are still there. If they yeah. haven't left or something like that, their the positions have been changed since. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is an editor, actually, now on the, on the Long Island desk. Mm -hmm. So she's an editor for the print guys for Dion. Oh, gotcha. And uh, she started as a community news person. Yeah. Wow. She's That's great. Very cool. Yeah. One so, thing about large news organizations, they like to reorganize often. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so how long were you at Newsday for? For four and a half years. Oh, wow. A little bit more than that. And, uh, and you're from Long Island, right? I'm kind of. 
Uh, no, I was from, from Brooklyn. So I was born in, born in Bay Ridge, grew up in Bay of Bensonhurst and, and, around the, and around that area, but came back and forth to Long Island. I had three years of elementary school here. Mm. Um, also, uh, I went to Dawnwood High. Dawnwood uh, Middle School. Mid, it, was a middle, it was a middle school now, but before that, <laughs> before the middle schools, it was before. It was. They weren't middle schools. They were just junior high schools. Junior high schools. Yeah. So it was like going with junior high school. Everyone's from Center Reach. So uh, is this another Center Reach connection? I was in. I lived in Selden at that time. Can we just rename this podcast the Center Reach Selden podcast? Almost every. Almost everyone we've ever interviewed has some. This is insane. Some connection yeah, to the center. Yeah. I knew when you uh, chimed in. I'm like, we got another Center Reach here. Um, and then I moved back to Brooklyn, and came back in my senior year of high school to Sachem. I graduated from Sachem. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Um, very good. So uh, now when you had said about this opportunity here with Greater Merchers, if we could just enlighten um, enlighten the listener. Uh, so basically, um, Carl and Angela uh, have teamed up with, with us at Greater Long Island under a new, um, a new structure, a uh, contract agreement, where basically uh, they run the sites as executive editors, and, uh, and we supply uh, a lot of the other you know, support. The infrastructure. Yeah, a lot of infrastructural support. And again, that sounds like it's great as far as what you guys do, because you both work. Um, you have kids and a lot of responsibilities, and uh, it's nice to it's nice to lean on lean on us when you when you're going to need to. Yeah, and I mean, if I hear something, I, I pass it on to you, and yeah. vice versa. So I think that that has worked out. Uh, and you know, my I we have two kids, and they're both in middle in the William Floyd Middle School. Yep. Um, that was another good post you did from uh, the American Idol contest that. Yeah, they had a, yeah. they had a, uh, what, I forget what that is. It's something idle, music idle. Yeah. Um, and then my daughter happened to be in it. I was like, usually I don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm there. How would I not take pictures? You have to. And, well, that's the thing. Know, yeah. And, and write a story about it. I think Angela wrote a story. I, I forget if I wrote it or not. Uh, but so we took and I took pictures of this. Which is like, great indoors, by the way. Good work. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like this is like perfect, and like mm-hmm. it was so. The students were so good. Um, and I was like, and I took some Instagram photo, took Instagram video to go along with it. Yep. It's like, I was like, this, this is this is perfect. Yeah, that's why it really helps when um, when people live and work in the communities yeah. that they're serving on a local level like this. I I always said with a big organization like a Newsday, um, I think you want you want a mix of people that grew up on the island, people that are looking at the island with fresh eyes. Uh, you want a mix of, uh, you know, you want a diverse newsroom, no doubt. But what what we're doing when we have, uh, you know, basically one or two people running the show for their local community to live here, to be out and about, yeah. um, to be in the schools, to be at these shows, put stuff on Instagram, it just really helps to connect with the uh, with our audience. Yeah, you know what's important too. It's like you know, you know, me growing up in the Selden Center Ridge area, I knew what all my friends loved going to in Port Jeff and these local areas. So I knew if something you know happened to Billy's, you know, that place closed down and reopened, I knew instantly that was going to be a most read story. Yeah, yeah. So I, for us. For me, it's like I, I go to a local, a local coffee shop and like after we go, so we're going to Lucheritos. I was doing a story. I just had come back from Lucheritos, the the new location. I was going to type it up at the local coffee shop. The best, right? And then there's a guy that started talking and he says, he starts explaining to me about his brother. He's talking, he was talking to the, the, uh, the people who were doing the coffee and he was saying, explaining how his brother had helped a man escape from a burning car the night before. And I'm like, 
put my head up. And I'm like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I put that aside and I'm like, all right, so I could I could move away and not do anything or I could and not continue on with my story because who knows if that's really not. Yeah. Uh, or I can talk to him. And I talked to him. So and <laughs> and it turns out that his brother had video to show the scene and unfortunately there was a there was a, a fatal car accident the night before. Um, on William Floyd Parkway, one one person went into the back of another. Um, they went on fire. Um, he comes after getting bit by a dog. Was on his way to go to hospital. On his way to the hospital, but pulled over. His he was with his girlfriend. They pulled over and tried to help somebody come out of come out of a car. There was a couple of other people there. Um, he pulled them. He helped them. Jam open the door. They pull him out of a car, pulls him to the side, gets him to gets him, make sure he starts to, to breathe. When he sees them, starts to breathe, goes over to the other car, tries to get that man out, but it was too late. And the guy was had a mechanical background too, right? So uh, yeah. he had heard some hissing. He kind of knew said, this thing was going to blow. Yeah, he said right? It was really hot. He's, yeah. It was like it was too hot for him to get in there. Yeah. Uh, and then he he heard like a the, the whistling sound of like a. Uh, of, of it getting really pent up, yeah, pressure. And he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, and he warned everybody to push to get away, and and it explodes. Yeah. Um, and you just happen to overhear this story yeah. being and bantered so about was, in the coffee shop. So I didn't run it until I, we held it for a couple of days, until I can get at least some verification from police that they they knew of reports about. These good Samaritans who helped this these, these, yeah. this this one man out, uh, because it could have been, well, it was a, uh, it was a bad situation. It was a horrible situation. It could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. No, that's um, another reason why, you know, if you're if you're just writing stories from phones in the newsroom, you know, miles away. Uh, you're not going to find stories like that because you're not just out and about. You know. Yeah. The best the best stories we have are sometimes the ones that just come to us. Yeah. Yeah, it just, what's happened. I mean, it happened to me when I was in. I was at a Good Sam Hospital, and I was at a press conference. There was a nurse who uh, his pastime is he does racing with uh, jeeps, like off road racing. And he was raising money for the hospital's new cancer center. And while I was there, I bumped into another nurse who ended up having stage four cancer, and she still worked part time. And I uh, just, you know, I read that story. Yeah, that was a good story. yeah. I, I sat her down, and just being out and about, and we just talked about her. And she was from West Islip, lived there her whole life, and the story had like over 10,000 reads and everyone just loved her you know it was amazing news doesn't happen in the newsroom yeah. right I mean we also got uh, we were we were this is a good time for this for this site to launch because um, the sewer project was just approved like three days after the site launch right? <laughs> yeah you so, were there for the referendum vote yeah outcome so, awesome so I was just like alright and I had in my head you know from my training at Newsday and other places I was an intern at Newsday twice or three times, and and I just remember my editors in my head and how to cover these events. You know, just like yeah. making sure that you're prepping for this, and and it's all my every all my history in doing this. Um, and I was telling Angela, you know, how I wanted to make sure to, to cover this, um, and I had to get access because they didn't know who I was. Right. This is like I said, the first three days. I'm like, it's what's great emerges. Uh, so I had to get access to the polling place 
and I want to get the reaction to the result. You got a great photo. I'll tell you that. That was the whole thing. I was like, I was wanted to get the right angle to be able to see the expression on the people's faces. Yep. That, that's all that mattered to me. Yep. That reaction shot. Um, and all the details that go along with it. Um, but the reaction shot told the story in and of itself. Right. You know. And, um, so uh, now it's Mastic and Shirley that's going to be on, on, on Montauk Highway from William Floyd Parkway all the way to the Ford, Ford River. It's going to be, in a couple of years, there's going to be sewers, which is going to drastically change the whole community. Yep. Uh, from a commercial and environmental standpoint, it's going to drastically change the whole community. Uh, and we started this site at a good time because there's going to be a lot to report on. Yeah. You know, yeah. As, this, as this transition go, you know, gets underway. Um, there's been a void, and I know people who grew up in that area, and ever since uh, the press news group, the Southampton Publishers of, Pre of Southampton Press, closed the Press of Manorville and Mariches, there's been a, it was a great newspaper. Um, it was a great weekly newspaper. And uh, when they closed it, I guess, I think they were publishing once a week online, you know. Um, but they closed it about maybe nine years ago now, eight, nine years ago. And ever since then, there's been a total void in, in the area for news. And uh, especially a daily type news thing that we're doing now. Yeah, certainly in, in the way that we're delivering it. Yeah. So, um, um, so that and the sewers and the changes that are coming and yeah. just just a great time to be out there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I should mention that you know Angela, her background. Um, so she before, she's currently managing editor of Inquisitor.com, uh, and it did before that. She was an editor and the managing editor of the Celebrity Cafe. Uh, it's the name I think has changed since then. Uh, but she has she's been in, so together we have more than thirty years of newsroom experience. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and we still you know jab each other. Over, so, <laughs> you know, so it's like, why you did that? And Shoot she, each other's ideas now. Uh, well, it's like, why didn't you do that? And why did you do that? You know, it's like. I guess married couples. <laughs> uh, but you know, she's a she's just a wonderful resource to to have and be able to say, I I know I can trust somebody. Yeah. So it's like, can you look at that? You know, or uh, what do you think about this? And I know that I'm going to get an honest opinion. Right. What What's some of the reactions you've been getting from the readers in the Greater Mariches, uh, you know, area? Um, some of it has been skeptical. Uh, just because they don't, they don't want to know what you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. and others, it's an education others, process. Once they see it, then they once they see it, they're like, "Wow, yeah, this is this this is really cool." Um, and there are so many other things that we want to do. Uh, you know, we want to get more uh, more multimedia based mm -hmm. things like that. And so, uh, but, so right now we're just we're just getting started. But awesome. this reaction that we've got. From, from the, like the local chambers and from some, from I would say the, the some of the officials in the, in, in the area, they've been very they've been very very supportive, um, making sure that we get and but it it all comes down to first, it's like starting in a new beat. Like I I, I I approached this like starting in a new beat. I went I went to the planning board meeting. I went to the town board meeting. I went to important local meetings like the sewer meeting that wouldn't make sure that I was there and that didn't just do it afterward yeah. uh, and Angela we're, we're starting a uh, I forget what we're calling it because I don't want to 
we had, you don't misrepresent. We had a couple of names that we were going. Uh, by. It was like a. Uh, we're calling it like the quick bites. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, so, Nick was going crazy about the. Yeah, first I loved quick it. I loved episode. it. Joe's yeah. Pizza. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the people reacted like with the local reaction. People were like, "That's awesome!" Yeah, I love Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just like there's a history to it. And she did a she did an interview um, at Joe's. Uh, the place has been around since 1979. Mm -hmm. uh, I what I love about it is that so it's been around since 1979. His father bought the place a month after the previous guy started it. Uh, it's in the it first was located where the current Home Depot is on William Floyd Parkway. Mm -hmm. uh, he bought it, and the, that guy must have been named Joe. But his dad is not named Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was named for Joe. It was open a month, and then it's been owned by... Uh, Vincenzo. I think his, his dad's name is Vincenzo. And <laughs> Who's so Joe? Since 1979, it's got... I don't... He's like, eh, why not stay with it? Oh, yeah. man, I love it. Joe's Pizza, you know, catches. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that was... Um, and what's cool about this relationship is that if you see something uh, that Nick is doing that's really cool on Greater Bayshore or, or Greater Patchog. You can run with that, and you, if we see something cool that you guys are doing, like the Quick Bites, and we can run with something like that over here and just kind of share, you know, have, create this community of, of journalists and, and content creators that are, yeah. that are coming up with new and fun and interesting ways to engage and educate the public. That, that, that's been fun, you know, like, like every now and then uh, we see something, especially something that has a, a, regional, a regional interest. Yeah. There's a couple of things that... that in the hopper that I want that I uh, I want you to guys to, to know about and be able to share things yeah. like that yeah you get a nice bounce especially when things are of regional interest that we can share it across the board mm -hmm. and uh, drive even more traffic so uh, no it's just been great um, yeah you did a lot of awesome like like you said before about national feeling local I mean you talked about the Amazon location coming out you, uh, the pay less close yeah, I was I was reluctant to go with that too yeah, yeah. Because that, that it was a, a statement from the supervisor uh, uh, of the town of Brookhaven, who basically said, hey, "Amazon, we're here." Yeah, you know, like you know, okay. We're uh, still here because they they appealed to Amazon a couple of years ago too. Right, and then that went nowhere. Yeah. So it was like, all right, so we could. I was reluctant to go with it because you know, so I, I wanted I wanted some context to it, and we were able to provide that. But we got a local, uh, we got an a, a economist to talk about it, about the, the possibility of it, and we also got uh, Kevin Law, who's uh, in charge of the Long Island Association, the business group, the biggest mm -hmm. business group in on Long Island, and they both said it was probably no, no way ever that it's likely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but at least we put it into context right. because you know, the, the, the you have everybody has the opportunity to share their information. So it's almost our job to react sometimes. Sure. So you have the town of Brookhaven sharing information, putting out a press release, and, and that press release is being shared amongst a lot of other people, mm -hmm. and now there's just conjecture about what that could possibly mean. Does right. this mean that it's actually going to happen? Well, no, it's our job to put it into context. Yeah, if you just put out the press release, hey, honey, you hear Amazon's coming to, to the town of Brookhaven? You know? Yeah. Um, but when you when you... But who are we to be like, nah, Romaine's a crazy person. Let's not uh, run this at all. You know, so you run no, it, but, but and it, you put it in. It, so is it is it possible? Maybe yeah. it is possible. It's not impossible. But right. I at least wanted to be able to put it in, in context. Right. Now, um, we have some award uh, 
deadlines that we have to we have to submit for um, uh, for the press club of Long Island. Yeah, which is always a good time. What, what's going to happen? Woodbury Country Club just sold, right? Um, are we having another Woodbury Country Club? I think we might. I said we because I'm on the board of the. Press yeah, club so that's what we're going to get into. Um, yeah. yeah, so press club of Long Island, it's a fun night every year. Uh, we've mentioned it four times a podcast. Last year we won second best news website on Long Island, um, behind News 12's website and in front of Newsday's <laughs> website. Um, <laughs> you can't say that enough. Yeah. Cannot say that enough. <laughs> Nick was pissed on the drive home too. He's like, second place, first loser. <laughs> like, Dude, we're going up against multi-million dollar corporations. Let's uh, let's just be happy for the night. Um, but anyhow, uh, so yes, yeah, so uh, Press Club is a great group. Uh, I know a couple of you guys. Um, chapter of the SPJs, Society yeah, of Professional yeah, Journalists. Chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists. And, we're, one uh, the, we're one of the biggest in the country. Wow. Tell us about your involvement in the Press Club and sure. why you think it's an important mission. Sure. Well, I got started actually um, in the SPJ, the Society of Professional Journalists, which is like an advocacy group for journalists uh, and also espouses ethical practices and tries to make you, try to, try to make you better at what you do. Yeah. Um, so I got I got involved when I was a student at Stony Brook at, at uh, St. John's University. I started at St. John's, and Bill Blyer, who's still a friend, uh, he came on came down with a couple of other folks, Newsday people, and we got one we got a chapter going, uh, and that was in 1991. Uh, what were you doing at the time in '91? I was a student. Yeah. So I was the first president of, at the, John's? of, the, at, at, of the St. John's chapter. Ah, I see. And and then I transferred this. I transferred to to Stony Brook, and I took over the SPJ chapter there. I became and when I graduated and I became, uh, I was a reporter at, at Long Island Business News. I went to my first went <laughs> to my first meeting, at for the press club, which is the, one of the chapters, um, and. I think that they made me a board member on the first day. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> What's going on? Um, but I was like, I had some ideas and I wanted to get get going. I was excited about being part, participating. Um, eventually, I, I was president for three years. Hmm. And um, a couple of years ago, I was named uh, to the Long Island Journalism Hall of Fame contributor wing for my go. dedication to the, the club over, over... Now it's been more than... 20 years on the board. Wow. And plus your time in SBJ in college. Yeah. Basically your whole entire adult life you've been a board member of some sort of society <laughs> yeah. of professional journalists chapter. That, that Suffolk, we just, we just launched a, uh, a journalism club at Suffolk. There you go. <laughs> and, we're gonna, and, we're, and you're going to be participating in our first event next week. Yes, it's 11.30 uh, a.m. on what's the date? 20? It, um, it's 11. 11. 11 o'clock. To Mike. Uh, on, <laughs> so on your face. 27. Uh, 27. 27. Uh, so we're going to do a how to get a job in journalism. So, I mean, the, and I think that was probably the topic that we had in 1991. Yep. That's always the topic. And that's what they want to know about. I mean, yeah. a lot of, so we're asking students to bring their resumes and making sure that they're, you know, what tips can... What do you need to know about it? You know, so when I when I say deadline, I mean deadline. Uh, and little the little things that I might seem in you know, a nitpicky about, well, it's just yeah. real. It's just real. 
Yeah, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm excited for this. Whenever I speak at colleges, we it ends, it ends up, I don't want to say devolving, it ends up shifting focus the last 20 minutes. You know, the teacher will always say, like, Mike, this is great, uh, but if you could take a little few, we only have 20 more minutes of your time. Everyone's kind of curious about how to get a job. Yeah. And every single time, it, it sort of ends like that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's basic stuff, you know, answer your phone. Um, drop you, you have plans that night, you get a call from an editor for a freelance assignment, cancel your plans. That might be a new concept for a young person, you know. But um, work on your holidays, work on your Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. Um, and uh, and when you're being corrected, uh, to me, no excuses. Just say, yes, thank you very much, sir, for that information. Sometimes people get so caught up in, like, trying to explain why their mistake was made, you know. And we, we just don't care, you know. Uh, but that's after you get the job. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Thanks for asking me to go. No, Nick, how'd you get a job here? <laughs> So, yeah. Just followed you around. <laughs> so we, we're looking forward. I appreciate you, you know, agreeing to participate in that. Um, it's We're also looking to take a trip into the city and want to go to the SBJ conference in Boston, a couple of them. Um, so it's exciting that that's one of the things that the, I know that the Suffolk had hoped to do for a while. Now, how has the club uh, evolved, and what is sort of the current <clears throat> issues in the world of journalism and local journalism. Yeah, I mean, everyone likes to say there's no in careers your... in journalism. Journalism is dying, too, you know. So back to the press club, you mean, right? Yeah, so, like, you know, it's an advocacy group at the end of the day. Yeah. What are you, at this current time, what, what's the sort of issues that you guys are dealing with over at the press club? Well, a, a bunch, a, we had uh, a pretty well-attended event about the whole concept of fake news mm. and our journalists under fire. And... I guess you guys. What do you do? You guys see that every now and then. Every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, every, every now and then. I mean, a lot Someone of times you the... become familiar with people, so they're not. Yeah. But yeah. the first time that you're de- you're dealing with them, you're more. It's. It's more frequent than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Then people. There's a lot of trolls out there too that just love to push yeah, their agenda. Say, saw your fake news. No, <laughs> so, I, I, no, actually, no. I saw I saw that a lot I, when I used to work for News 12. I was a broadcast journalist, cameraman, and uh, I worked in the Bronx and Brooklyn bureau. And just sometimes I'll just walk around with the camera. Just you just get the random people out there. Fake news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So I mean, we're we're trying to educate people about what journalism is. Yeah. Uh, and news literacy is a big is a big thing. Is a big thing. I mean, people don't. Just the way people talk. I mean, they, when they refer to a news story as an advertisement, you know, yeah. um, when, you know, when s- people don't understand that yeah. the story on the cover of Newsday isn't paid for, it's a news story. I mean, this is crazy. Right. You know? Helping people understand the difference between what's real and not. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things we want people to, to we want to be transparent and open and let and invite people into the process. Uh, we have a bunch of different projects going on. Um, there is a well, we had, we did a great project. Even a, it's, it's a couple of years ago, but it's still a great project. We did uh, a freedom of information law requ- uh, audit mm. of all. Yeah, I remember this is about a year, year and a half ago. Right? Um, so we asked every municipality on Long Island for free, for information that they're supposed to be able to give you without question. And they and, and you knew this, you know, going in that yeah. it's without question, uh, but. I mean, if, and then you have to, 
and if you submit a freedom of information law request. Okay. So if you submit a freedom of information law request, then they have a certain amount of time that they have to get back to you and, and there are other things that happen. Mm. It was it was pretty stark, the, res the results. Yeah. Uh, those are the kind of things that we're hoping to let people know about. Like these are the kind of things that we as journalists do. Uh, NYPD was easy because they just wouldn't respond to a FOIL request under any circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> Suffolk, I mean, I, to be fair, Suffolk is is is, uh, is more open than Nassau is. Mm. Uh, well, Suffolk releases a lot more information on its own, and and Nassau you kind of kind of poke teeth. Florida is supposed to be like a reporter's dream. A couple times I had to call down to Florida. Over there. Yeah, a couple times I had to call down to Florida and like, here you go. You know, it was like my cousin Vinny. Like, <laughs> you want to see my files? <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh my god, could you imagine being a journalist down in Florida? <laughs> we're we're really lucky. We have the, uh, the committee on open government. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What's his Bob? Uh, Bob Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. He's still there because he's always he like. I talked to him last week. Well, he's great. Uh, really. It was last week or the week, the week week prior. We actually acted among the. In, he's coming down. We're gonna have an event with him, in uh, in late March at Hofstra. Oh, cool! And you were just on a uh, panel yourself, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Okay. On balancing family, and work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, so, so I was like, well, when you, when they asked me to be on the panel, I was just I, I don't want to give away the. There was, I was like, you know, so it's pretty much a sprint, you know. So yeah. <laughs> Because uh, my one of my daughters is is at the gateway a lot, mm -hmm. uh, so she goes on weekends, and my other daughter's in karate, so and then I'm in between meetings, and Angela's in between meetings, and she's got, she's got regular work and other work, and so we're trying like all right, so how do we balance all this? It's amazing that we did. Never mind cleaning the house and yeah, keeping things organized. But it, this breaking been, the leaves. This is like a dream to us that we wanted to be able to accomplish for the longest time. Yeah. Um, so I seen Angela's eyes light up and when I see that that to me it's like like as an opportunity to be able to do something in a creative manner that maybe she hasn't done in a, in, in a different way yeah. uh, I was like alright so that's worth it awesome Awesome. Well, anything else you got for Carl while he's here? What has been your favorite part maybe of you know being a part of the greater brand? I think people have been really inviting you know it's been good, great to work with you guys uh, uh, Mike's been fantastic. Oh, thanks, Carl. You too. Yeah, and um, so I'm just looking forward to to, to see how it, seeing how it grows. You know. Yeah. I want to. Right now, we're just at the beginning, and I can I have a vision, and I think that you do too about where it can go, and right now we're just so we're right. just right there. You will become the go-to news resource for your area yeah. you know that that's going to happen and we're, we're looking to take on interns in the summertime mm -hmm. uh, Angela like I said is, is, is amazing when it comes to interns she's an organizational genius uh, so we're hoping to, to bring some in we've had some some schools already reach out to us because she's organ, organized internships in other, in other areas mm-hmm um, no, it's, that's, that's a skill that not many people are good at. My old company, we just barely could take on interns because no one knew how to manage them, you know? No, she's really without. great. She's great at it. And yeah. uh, it's fun, too, like, you know, not to change the subject, but when you said you're at the tip of the iceberg, it's such a 
been such a good time like coming up with like new concepts ideas see which ones kind of resonate with people yeah. sometimes the, the things that you don't think will resonate do something times you think something that's going to go crazy doesn't yeah. you know um i have a personal interest in history and <laughs> some people crazy. love it but it's a it, it, some people don't no. uh, just like, our history posts have his, historically <laughs> always performed well like I, I don't yeah. think if we've run one history post that didn't do well. Supposed to that the then and now photos go crazy. Yeah, you've been doing then and now, as you said, right? Oh, You're getting ready. I don't want to give away the uh, cut, yeah. cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a I got a, an interesting story coming up that I uh, I talked to Barbara Russell, who's the Brookhaven uh, historian, and and she was telling me about one one place on in, in our area. That has an interesting history, and she gave me a couple of photos to go along with. Don't leave it at that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till we uh, all hang out at, at Greater, Greater Marich's at Smith Point and just kind of hang out and watch the, the waves and the beach. Yeah, Give us a reason good. to go there. They'll have a story meeting over on the beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to come. Every time. Uh, awesome. Carl, thank you so much for having us. my pleasure. For, uh, this is awesome. for having us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming down. Um, to our listeners, this is the uh, another episode of the 495 Podcast presented by Greater Long Island. And have a nice day. In my current state and in these days of war, we must grow together or the end is near. Ficking up your skin and loosen up your fears. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting through my limitations, choosing to move.